The Atlanta Braves get a series win over the Giants this past weekend thanks to a great performance by Spencer Strider on the mound and some heroic offense by Eddie Rosario. Also in the minor league level, Drew Lugbauer gets promoted and continues to slug. We'll talk about that in our Miners Monday segment and all that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the, the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have. For the podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're new, hit that subscribe button. Up over 6,600 subscribers on YouTube now. Make sure you're watching this video. Hit the thumbs up button as well to help spread the love and share the show with others. You guys are killing it here lately. The Mailbag Podcast on Friday is up to almost 5,000 views, almost 200 likes. We're well over 100 comments. Thank you so much for all the support. It makes it so much more fun to do this podcast when I can enter act with all of you who are listening to the show and you interact back with me. So I really do appreciate all that. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We got some everydayers from the last video, Gustavo, Walker Houston, and Blake Newsom. Thanks so much for letting me know that you are part of the everyday gang here at Lockdown Braves. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONMLB and get $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Another good weekend for the Braves. They get a series win, this one over the San Francisco Giants. We'll talk about that. Spencer Strider start. Uh, Arzuna and Rosario continue to carry the offense as well, and we'll discuss all of that. Torinos, Max Fried, and their starts. And then we'll get into our Miners Monday segment, as we always do here on Monday, where Drew Lugbauer gets promoted to AAA and just continues to mash. There all are some obvious holes in his game, but uh, we'll discuss that and some more good performances down on the farm for the Atlanta Braves. Let's start with that weekend recap, that series win over the Giants. Could have been a, sweat, a sweep. You know, he had a tough loss on Sunday, one run loss. I didn't feel like the Braves played their best over the weekend, but still got a win against a postseason contender, a team that's in the postseason right now, in the second wild card spot, if the season were to end today, I know they've been struggling a little bit lately. Their offense is a little bit down. They still got some really good pitching, which held down the Braves' offense a little bit in this game. But overall, a series win. Can't complain too much there for the Braves getting it done in that fashion over the weekend. Now, as for that weekend and how things went down, you had – Another great performance by Spencer Strider. Seven innings, one hit, one walk, no earn, and 10 strikeouts for Spencer Strider in that outing on a Friday night. Back-to-back seven-inning shutout performances. I still think, if I'm nitpicking a little bit, the fastball command is still, you know, varies here and there, and he kind of loses it. But still, he does have the, that velocity back. It's more up into the 90 eight uh, that we are accustomed to seeing from Spencer Strider opposed to earlier in the year where it just felt like he was sitting more 96, 97. Now we're seeing more 90, 98s. I believe there was 100 in this game as well. So that's great to see for Spencer Strider. Hopefully that continues and he can keep up 
that dominant level of pitching that we're seeing from him right now. ERA is down to 3.57. Uh, you know, I've said all along, if he can get it, you know, under 3.5 and maybe a little bit more than that, maybe down to the 3.3 range, I think he moves up to the leader in the NL Cy Young race. I think, you know, he has all the other numbers there, but you know, more importantly for the Braves, you know, they just need to see Spencer Strider get on a roll like this, more consistent, finding that fastball command, being more consistent with it and seeing performances like we've seen the last two times out. So hopefully that continues. I'd love for him to win that Cy Young just because, you know, he's a Braves pitcher. I love watching him pitch and I picked him to win the Cy Young. But again, more importantly for the Braves, it's keeping him healthy, getting him in a rhythm, getting him in a groove going into the postseason. Now, as for the other two starters, Torinos, another dud for him. Four innings, seven hits, one walk, four earned, four strikeouts. We got some news we'll talk about a little bit later, but you know he's going on the IL, so um, you know no no real surprise there. I had written down even before that I would be shocked if he got another start, but I also said that after his previous two outings. So I don't know what the Braves' obsession is with Torinos. Again, I think maybe there's a role there as a long reliever, but I just I don't think you can keep throwing him out there as a starter. I understand wanting to have the depth, but just not getting it done. Uh, it's been five outings now. Yes, the Braves have won four of those, and that's great, but he's putting his team you know, behind the eight ball every time he goes out there because he's given up four, five, six runs in four or five innings. So uh, not able to go deep, giving up a lot of runs, not a good recipe typically for winning, but this Braves offense is ridiculous and can cover up those mistakes a lot of times. As for Max Freed, you can tell on this one, still battling command, uh, especially early in this game. It was really had to grind. And this one might have been dealing with a, a blister or a fingernail. Never heard anything from Max or anything after the game. And you could just see it out there. Uh, he kept you know, trying to, to wipe it off on his jersey. I was listening to the radio for a while. I know they were talking about it looked like maybe he was dealing with some things there with, on his fingers that was maybe control, you know, messing up with his grip a little bit. But, you know, obviously he left some pitches up in the zone, gave up a couple of home runs, a hanging curveball uh, to their best home run hitter. So, again, just didn't quite have it, especially, again, early on. Then started to find some groove. Gave up, you know, some really hard hit balls in this game. You had an average exit velocity over 90 miles per hour. That is not typical for Max Freed, who typically gets the weakest contact of any starting pitcher in all of baseball. So it just wasn't an overall great outing for him. I think facing this Giants lineup actually helped him a little bit because they're not clicking on all cylinders right now. So it allowed him to continue to, to keep going deeper into this game, allowed him to get through five and two-thirds innings, did throw 103 pitches. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway here from this game for Max Freed is that he continues to get stretched out. He's now has been able to throw over 100 pitches, which is great. As again, you right now, the main focus for him is just getting him stretched out, getting him to that normal starting pitcher's workload, and then he just continue working on the timing, command, and grip after being out for so long. So, again, no real concerns there with Max Freed. Wasn't his best outing. He still went five and two-thirds, only allowed three runs. And, again, all those coming on home runs. One from Matos was a pretty good fastball in. Uh, he probably wanted it in just a little bit more, but I thought it was just a really great swing. And then the one to Flores, he just he hung a curveball that was set on a tee that I probably could have hit out or at least come close to, to hitting out. Um, but again, not really worried about Max Freed as he continues to work his way back and still threw a pretty good outing and out away from a quality start. Now, as for the offense, offense was kind of just average uh, on this weekend by its standards. You had 
you know, a big home run for Orlando RC on Sunday that temporarily gave the Braves a lead. You had a big home run from Acuna to tie the game up on Saturday, but he had just two hits and a walk on the weekend. Matt Olson just had a hit and two walks on the weekend. Um, you know, six, four, and three runs in a three-game series. Kind of underwhelming for this offense, and that just speaks more to where this offense is that, you know, maybe they didn't have their best weekend, uh, you know, ever, but they still put up six, four, and three runs. And with the way the pitching's been going lately, it's going to give them an opportunity to win some games, and they did. They won a couple of games. But, again, we're, we're accustomed to seeing this offense putting up six-plus runs every night. So that's why, again, I say this was just kind of a – you know, a subpar weekend for this offense that's based on their standards. But I really, you know, when you look back at it, it was Ozuna and Rosario. And honestly, it's been Ozuna and Rosario for the past week now that's kind of carried this offense. Ozuna had three hits on Saturday. He's hitting 304 in the month of August. He is, you know, he has not at 12 for 19. Uh, he has, or 12 for 23, sorry, from August 12th to August 19th, not counting Sunday where he was over, but from August 12th to August 19th, he was he's 12 for 23 with 12 hits, five doubles, one home run, five walk, and one strikeout. So he's been on a bit of a tear here lately, and then Rosario as well. He had the big two-run go-ahead home run on Saturday, really great moment in that game, give the Braves the lead there in the eighth, and then to finish it off in the ninth with the win. That was an exciting, fun game there. He's so clutch. I mean, again, even when – we were having the discussion between Rosario Pralar going with the defense over the offense. You know, I maintained during all of that, I still love Rosario for these spots. And I think even if you didn't start him, you could still bring him in in spots like that where he is so clutch and can come up with big hits. But obviously when he's hot right now at the plate like he is, you want to run him out there every day. He had four hits on Saturday. He has 11 hits in his last six games. He's hitting 339 in August after hitting 164 in July. Again, it's the highs and the lows with Eddie Rosario. You get those with Ozuna as well. But again, as I've been saying, he's been a much more complete hitter this year, giving you some little things, some walks, you know, taking a pitch the other way for a single. Ozuna's done more of that consistently throughout the year outside of April. And even in April, he took his walks where Rosario, it's you know, batting 200 one month, batting 300 the next month. It's just there's huge highs and lows there. But, you know, again, when these guys are hot, like they are right now, they can help carry an offense. And it's really been those two the last week or so as Olsen started to come back down to earth a little bit. Ronald, you know, a little cold by his standards. Again, even though he had the big home run on Saturday. And again, that's just a credit to this lineup that, you know, two MVP candidates can somewhat, you know, go cold again, according to their, based on their standards, come back down to earth maybe a little bit. And you can still have guys hitting fifth, sixth in your lineup that can help carry your offense and bring you some wins as these two have over the last week. So, again, just great you know depth in this lineup for the Braves we talk about all the time. Speaking of depth, next we're going to go into the farm system on our Miners Monday recap, talking about Lug Bauer, some of the good pitching performances that we've seen, especially Owen Murphy, nine more strikeouts this week. He's been striking out everybody here lately. We'll discuss all of that next. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for all the fun you're going to have at your next event, whether that's going to a Braves game. I've used game time to go to a couple Braves games this year. It's been a seamless 
uh, experience using them. It's been really easy. They got flash sales right up to the last minute of games that you can get images of your seat. So you know what you're purchasing. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the last day of the event. The last hours of the event the game time guarantee also means that you get the best price if you find tickets in the same section for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference download the game time app create an account and use code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase again terms apply again create account locked on or create an account and redeem code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Braves will face the uh, uh, Mets again, starting with a series on Monday night at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. All right, it is Monday, so that means it's our minor league recap on Miners Monday here. We'll go through our top prospects and then each level, as we always do here on Miners Monday. Starting at the top with A.J. Smith-Shawver. Another solid performance for him this past week. Five innings, three hits, three walks, three earned and six strikeouts mentioned it earlier or in the middle of last week after that outing really starting to, to get some good swings and misses on that slider. If he can continue to, to get that slider working and top it off of that fastball, you put him in a bullpen role here towards the end of the year. I still think there's an opportunity for him there to come in and be a dominant type reliever in the bullpen. I, I think he deserve, at least deserves and gets a look, you know, maybe in September with September call-ups and, could be another way to kind of manage his innings as well, using him in shorter stints. So I'd like to see that. He's already on the 40-man roster. You've already used him. Might as well call him back up. Again, I think he's somebody that could potentially be a big weapon come postseason time. Owen Murphy, I mentioned him. Five innings, eight hits, one walk, and four earned runs, but nine strikeouts. And, you know, the line is kind of a little bit skewed because he went back out for the sixth. And, look, he didn't get it done, but he gave up three sing- singles to start the sixth before he got lift, lifted. So didn't record an out in the sixth inning. Those runs came around to score to kind of tarnish his line a little bit. But 26 strikeouts in his last three starts, 16 and a third innings. He's really starting to get in a groove with the strikeouts, starting to dominate more at that level, which is great to see this time of the year uh, that he's really starting to pick things up. Braden Shoemake, 7 for 27 this past week, a double, a triple, a walk, and eight strikeouts. Don't love that walk-to-strikeout ratio, but at least is picking up the hits. Schwellenbach still listed on the, the IL there for Rome. Don't know when he'll be back. Again, I'm sure the Braves don't want to push him coming back from Tommy John this year. Probably wanted to manage his innings anyway. Darius Vines, five and two-thirds innings, three hits, two walks, two earned, seven strikeouts. Solid performance there from him. And Bioris Tavares, 5 for 20, a double, two walks, eight strikeouts. Look right now, if he's not striking out 10 times in a week, I consider that a win. Four runs scored and a stolen base. Dylan Dodd, six innings, six hits, one walk, six earned runs, three home runs given up, four strikeouts. Real bummer, he had kind of been pitching a little bit better here lately, but three home runs, certainly not what you want to see there, but was at least able to go six innings, so... That is nice to see him continue to go deep into games as he has here lately. Nacho Alvarez only played in one game this week, so I got to imagine he's dealing with a little something there. It was one for four in that game. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Again, as I always say, it's it's painstakingly hard to try to find out injury information on minor league players, but again, only played one game this past week, so got to be something going on there with him. Luis Guanipo, four for 15 this past week, a double, four walks, three strikeouts, and a stolen base. 
Now going through each level, starting with Gwinnett. Forest Wall, you know, he comes up, doesn't really play much for Atlanta, gets called back or sent back down and just picks up where he was, where he's been hitting all year long at Gwinnett. 10 for 22 this past week, a double homer, three stolen bases. I mentioned Drew Lugbauer at the top. He finally got that promotion to AAA. Goes 8 for 27, a double, two home runs, seven runs batted in, but no walks and 13 strikeouts. So he is typically somebody that will take his walks, but he's also somebody that's going to strike out a ton, but he's also somebody that's going to hit for power. So, uh, again, he is doing that. He was at least hitting for power. Got the two home runs this week. He had one the opposite field as a pitch away. I mean, his front hips flew to right field, and he somehow knocked it out over the wall and left field in Durham there. So, again, just big power from from Lugbauer. He goes up to AAA and just continues to do what he's been doing all season at AA. Jesus Aguilar, he continues to just get on base, a 7 for 13, a home run, and five walks. Michael Soroka, another good outing from him. They did limit him, only 73 pitches in this one as they monitor his workload. But he went four and two-thirds innings, gave up three hits, no walks, which is great to see. He did give up two earned runs, but nine strikeouts for Soroka. So a good outing from him. Ben Heller, three innings, one hit, no walk. He did hit a batter, but no earned runs and seven strikeouts for Ben Heller. So good to see him kind of getting back on track. We'll see if he gets another shot in the bullpen later in the year. Going down to Mississippi, not much going on here. One for the offense, one for the pitching staff. Luke Waddell, nine for 22, two doubles, three walks. He's just becoming a little bit of a hit machine, playing some really good defense. I feel like Mississippi's tweeting out defensive highlights of, of Waddell all the time there. So I uh, don't think he's a very rangy player, but uh, he is just a, a really good ball player. I think he's ultimately going to be a really solid utility bench piece for the Braves. Uh, Alan Rendell on the pitching side, started two games this past week, went 11 innings. Gave up 11 hits, two walks, but just two earned runs and had 11 strikeouts, a tough 0-2 record for Alan Rangel and a couple of really good outings there. At Rome, Justin Giannis, 8 for 24 with two doubles. Steven uh, Pellini, 7 for 15, three doubles, a triple, and two home runs. Big power week there for Pellini. Uh, Drake Baldwin, 6 for 14, a double, home run, and five walks. Cedric D. Grand Prix. Haven't said his name in a while. He's been struggling a lot, especially since moving up to Rome after a great start to the season. Six innings, five hits, one walk, three earned, and seven strikeouts. So a quality start there for him. Jorge Batista on the mound as well. Six innings, five hits, two walks, three earned, and six strikeouts. And then Hurston Waldrop, Braves' top pick from this past year. Another good outing from him. Three and two-thirds, a hit, two walks, one earned, and five strikeouts. So Got a little bit more strikeouts this time than his first start up at Rome. He's been really good in his first three starts overall at the professional level. And then finally at Augusta, Drew Compton, 7 for 22 with a double. Uh, this kid out of Georgia Tech, he's been one of the more impressive guys coming out here lately at Augusta. He's slashing 288, 376, 452 with two homers, 11 walks, and 21 games between the FCL level and Augusta. He's been one of the better offensive performers Jace Grady had a good week, 7 for 19, a double, two homers, two walks, and two stolen bases. Giancarlos Lara, mentioning him again, he's a guy right now that's getting a lot of talk. Five innings, two hits, two walks, no earned, and nine strikeouts. And then Lucas Braun, another 2023 pick, he had another good outing, four and two-thirds. Did go up five hits and a walk, but just one earned run and five strikeouts. And then I got to mention Isaiah Drake. He's still behind at the Florida Complex League, but he's starting to – 
get more hits anyway. Seven for 19, two walks, seven strikeouts. Still don't love that ratio at that level. But again, he is a very young, you know, 18-year-old high school prospect, four stolen bases, but a seven-game hit streak going on right now for Isaiah Drake, which you'll take after the struggles that he had out of the gate here. So good to see him get things going. That's our minor league recap for the week. As always, appreciate uh, you you listening to that, commenting on that. You always seem to enjoy the minor league update there every week, and hopefully that gives you an idea of some of the players down on the farm, how they're doing, who could be coming up next. If you want anybody else, you know anybody else you want to talk about, you know, let me know down in the comments section below. But next, we'll talk about another prospect. He's an older prospect, been doing really good this year. And now he's going to get another opportunity with the Braves. That's Alan Winans, who's getting recalled to pitch on Monday against the Mets. We'll discuss that next. Braves will start another series against the Mets on Monday at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Braves. Talked about it before the break there. Alan Winans recalled. And Torino's going on the IL with right elbow inflammation. We won't get into that or speculate there, but Torino's is going on the IL, and that opens up the opportunity for Alan Winans to get a start here. And he's been really good. I mentioned even in his first start against Milwaukee, I know he didn't go as deep, but I like the stuff. I thought he, he mixed it up well. His last start against the Mets obviously was great. Seven shutout innings when the Braves pitching staff really needed it and they've been not getting a lot of innings from their starters the week before that so that was a huge start there for him the Braves are going to see if he can replicate it going against the Mets again he hasn't pitched between that um, so that was his last outing against the Mets hopefully he can continue to to mix things up we'll talk about that more in a second but Alan Winans getting recalled Yanni Torinos going on the IL look <laughs> Again, I talked about it earlier. The Braves want to keep that depth. Depth is important. The Braves have had to use 16 starters this year. For whatever reason, they see something in Torinos. They are smarter than I am. I say that all the time on here. They they have a plan. They know what they're doing. If you can keep that depth in-house, why not? But I am glad that Winans is getting the opportunity here. Maybe Soroka gets another shot at some point as well. A little bit, some other news. Michael Harris, he missed Sunday's game. He fouled a ball off his foot on Saturday, so they set him out. On Sunday, you know, you had the night game and the day game after, so didn't want to push it. X-rays were all good, and he he said he expects to be back in the lineup on Monday, so that is great. And then Ozzy was working on the field already as well, so hopefully leading you to believe that, you know, it will just be the, the 10 days that are needed for Ozzy or hopefully not much more than that, and we see him back up there. So uh, that's great news right there for both of those guys. Now, as for the game on Monday night, it'll be the Mets and the Braves. It'll be David Peterson versus Alan Winans. I mentioned Winans last time out. Seven shutout innings against the Mets. Uh, you know, he's been great at AAA all season. He's been good when he's, when he's come up to pitch for the Braves this year. Just keep doing what you've been doing. Keep mixing up those pitches. Can he locate them? That's the real question. You saw it in that first inning against the Mets last time where he was walking a bunch of players. I don't think he was really trusting his stuff. I've said before, to me, it's a lot like Bryce Elder. He's got really good pitches with a lot of movement. It's does he trust him in the zone? Can he live on those edges? Once he kind of fine-tuned that and settled in against the Mets, he kind of got in a, a rhythm, got in a groove. I, I tweeted it out there. He was kind of you know feeling himself a little bit. He was kind of walking out, out on the field with a, a little bit of swag out there. So hopefully that continues. He kind of 
you know, continues that into this start and has that confidence. He can get ahead in the count, use those off-speed pitches, which have such good movement to create that weak contact and rack out the strikeouts again if you want to. So really looking forward to seeing him pitch again. As for Peterson, he's been really used more as an opener here lately. He hasn't completed four innings since July 8th. He did throw 91 pitches his last time out, so he's capable of going deeper in the games or at least racking up that many pitches. But even it took him those 91 pitches to get through three and two-thirds innings. So likely he's somebody the Mets are hoping can get through a lineup twice, get you four or five innings at best, and then they're going to go into the, the bullpen. So again, hopefully the Braves can get to him early. Somebody they're familiar with. They've seen Peterson a lot. So um, you know, we'll see what the Braves can do. Hopefully they continue to take advantage of this Mets team that's down a little bit right now and continue to rack up the wins as they look for their 81st win of the season on Monday night, which would guarantee them a 500 record on the year. I think they got bigger hopes and plans in sight than that, but always great for me as a fan when you know your team's going to be a winning team and the Braves are just a couple of wins away from that and hopefully they get – Again, their 81st win on Monday night, and we get another good start from Allen Winans. Hopefully the offense kind of, again, they were fine over the weekend. They were good by their standards, but want to see everybody else in the lineup kind of get going as well, especially those guys at the top, Acuna, you know, Olsen, Riley, see those guys really get going again, and that really just makes this offense continue to go. It'll be the Braves and the Mets on Monday night at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Allen Winans versus David Peterson. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of each and every day. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at ShortstopBall. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 